0: Trucking companies hate doing road tests. Driver applicants hate doing road tests. And yet the insurance industry insists that the trucking companies do road tests. What if there's a better way? We have Chris Wilkinson on the show today from Empirica, and that's exactly what we are discussing. A better way. Join us.
1: Welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast.
0: Hey, Chris, welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. We're going to be talking today about Accelerate. First of all, Chris, can you fill us in a little bit on who you are, who Empirica is, and then let's get
1: talking about Accelerate. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again, guys. I love meeting with you guys in any format possible. All right, <laughs> My name is Chris Wilkinson. I am the sales and marketing manager at Imperica. It's a Canadian-based company out of Edmonton, and they focus on a risk, proactive risk management using cognitive science and functional abilities in driving to be able to determine what a risk level looks like for individuals who drive commercial vehicles, anything from big trucks all the way down to, uh could be pickup trucks on the road. So it's a wide, wide reach of what we're screening. Uh, but that is the uh the company, and then the product like you mentioned is accelerate, and that is the proactive driver risk solution we're gonna be talking about a little bit today, but we've got kind of an announcement I'm uh also doing on your show, so I'm excited to let <laughs> just a little bit more yeah you want it, you I just met it with our marketing person you are the first that's good news mm-hmm. so
0: hey, that's pretty cool what when in your introduction there, you used a few words like Risk assessment and things like that. Can you just before we get into what Accelerate is, can you tell us what it is? uh, What types of risks and things like that
1: are you analyzing? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with the cognitive science part, what we're doing is we measure the cognitive functions that are necessary to drive a vehicle safe. Now, these are listed under the National Safety Code, CCMTA's National Safety Code Standard 6. And they identify 12 cognitive functions that are necessary for driving. And they're not really being measured right now by doctors, when people get their driver's license, or uh, the industry. We look at the functions that are necessary are sensory, motor, and cognitive. And we see sensory, your hearing and your vision is being measured in some capacity. And some companies do have motor tests and checking their motor skills to be able to see if they can actually do the job, like tarping, if that's part of their responsibilities, or even getting in and out of a truck, checking under a vehicle, certain things like that. But then what we do is we measure the cognitive functions necessary for driving. The only one out of the 12 that we can't measure is long-term memory. Again, it's a short evaluation, it's like 30 minutes. But we're able to come up with a risk evaluation that was based out of a study done at the University of Alberta, which started about 30 years ago, uh, to identify if somebody maybe has an underlying medical condition that puts them at risk on the road. So that's what we measure, is we measure risk based on cognitive functions necessary for driving. And again, it's only about 30 minutes to do that evaluation. And then the report is avail- available immediately to an organization to ensure or... Uh, whomever needs that information to a doctor so that they can uh, take the next steps, proactive steps on how to manage and mitigate that risk. So you measure it, you can manage it. We measure it.
0: Johnny, I'm not sure if you've got it, but I don't know what a cognitive function is. You can give me an example.
1: Are oh, you asking John? You're asking, of course you're asking me. I'm yeah, sorry. No, yeah, yeah.
2: You're, well, you're the bro. You're the bro. I know I know what he's talking about. I, I know I know what yeah. it is. And I was going to say, uh, some days I'm cognitive. There's no doubt. My wife would <laughs> kind of beg a differ on that, but we won't go there on this show.
0: It's so, right. No. I'll ask Chris, what is a cognitive, because <laughs> I don't know what a co- cognitive function is. Attention,
1: visual spatial, short-term memory long-term memory, executive function, processing information. Uh, so there's, like I said, there's, there's 12 that uh, people could refer to under the CCMCA's National Safety Code Standard 6, and it identifies all of them and the relevance to driving as well. So it's, it's all there. Uh, I don't want to bore people with the cognitive science side, but yeah, it's, So it's essentially how you process information and how you react and respond. If somebody has healthy cognition, we tend to take it for granted when we're out in the road, and we're intaking all the stimuli. like it's, it's raining and now you got somebody crossing the road abruptly, or you got a bicycle next to you, and then the person merging uh, in the lane doesn't have their blinker on, or maybe their blinker showing the wrong way, and you process all this information, and we just do it naturally. But when somebody truly is has cognitive impairment, or at least risk of impairment, When that information comes in, they start to struggle with processing it and they're not able to make those important judgment calls to be able to make the right decision within the right period of time, like hitting their brakes or moving over and making these critical decisions. So if someone has a cognitive impairment, they unfortunately aren't able to make those those judgment calls and the critical decisions in the time that they need them. Could be like a a little short circuit in the brain or something
2: like that, or some wires aren't connecting to get the... uh the thought process as to where it needs
1: to go. That's right. Yeah. And we all do have decline in certain areas. Like I, we all have deficits in our cognitive functions. So we're not looking for perfection, but I, and even as we get older, our, our, our cognition declines, Def- our cognitive so, function. I get that. But so, we but that yeah. into the science of this too, is that what we want to make sure is that we've built in the age process. Cause if someone's cognitive functions are declining. In certain areas, they actually will excel in others. So your, right. your brain will naturally compensate for the areas where you have deficits so you can continue to perform at a high level. It's one of the reasons why if you look at the um, why are drivers who are 65 or older required to get their medical done every year, it's because of that natural decline of their cognitive and physical functions to be able to do right. the job hopefully. So there is that already risk that's being identified but we build in the science of age norming into the evaluation to make sure that there is no discrimination against age, 65 mm-hmm. year olds, seven year olds are screened against other 65 year olds, seven year olds are in right. the same age, 30 year olds are, are scored against 30. Right. So, so this would explain a lot then when Chris and
2: I go play golf, uh, that there's obviously a cognitive disconnect when one of us realizes we have our putter when we're trying to drive off the tee. Uh, yeah. and the other ones, you know, trying to use a wedge, uh, when we're on the putting green, so yeah, that would, okay. that would be an issue. Right. Well,
1: I, I think our cognitive skills might decline a little bit after the turn as well, so. Yeah, yes, yes,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah. Especially after you have to get that hot dog wolf down. Um, <laughs> Chris, tell us then what is Accelerate?
1: All right. So Accelerate is a multifaceted approach to evaluating risk. So we've already talked about the cognition, the 30-minute assessment, but we also have an on-road component where we have individuals go out on the road with trained individuals to be able to mark errors as they see them real-time, and our system then scores the severity of those errors based on either competency or trainable bad habit, and then we start to see a combined risk score based on performance on-road and cognitive functions. So it is the multifaceted approach to identify and support an organization with risk decisions. So it's not just looking at one piece. We, we look at two on-road component, which we call core, but that's the on-road. And then the in-office, which is called vitals, uh, which is the cognitive. So you combine those two together and you get an overall risk score, which we call the accelerate risk score to help companies hmm. make an informed decision on whether or not uh, they want to move forward with somebody or return them to work.
0: So when would a carrier use
1: accelerate? Most companies that start with us are pre-hire. That seems to be okay. where most companies want to start the program. It gives them a good opportunity to understand what the protocols like. Now, we are working with organizations on understanding that this is based on the bona fide occupational requirements of the job. We are screening to see if drivers are safe. And that is the that you have to make sure your drivers are safe. Do your due diligence. The so organizations will do them as probationary tests afterwards. So they get their baseline at hire, then they'll do a probationary test. We have organizations doing mentoring and training programs now where they'll use our measuring tools to be able to measure the success of those programs on those candidates through these programs. Yeah. We have return to work situations is pretty prevalent with our clients once they're realizing get they're get used to the program and the product. Um, but it expands post-incident. What was the cause? Some companies will do drug and alcohol testing after an incident. It comes back negative for drugs, negative for alcohol, but Was there anything else that might be contributing to to the incident? So taking that extra step and doing that 30-minute cognitive assessment really helps identify risk, if there is risk. Uh, Reasonable cause situations. Again, somebody does a reasonable cause, there is reason to suspect someone might be under the influence, comes back negative for drugs and alcohol again, but then there's still reason to pull them out of work. So there's lots of opportunities where our tool fits in, but most companies do start pre-hire but definitely work with organizations to expand. We've also got companies who will do periodic assessments. I've worked with one organization recently where they want to do, based on the CCMTA National Safety Code, again, every time a license needs to be renewed, they'll do an accelerate assessment as well. So if if you're uh, 45 or younger, it's five years. Mm -hmm. 45 to 65, it's three years and 65 or older. And then they're just basing it on the recommendations from the CCMTA. Right.
0: And what... Can you clarify this a little bit? What's the difference between accelerate and the normal road tests that most companies
1: do, uh, pre-hire? Yeah. Okay. So this is where we get into the meat of it now. Good question. Okay. So the difference is, is what we're doing is we will design a course that meets a certain scientific standard that was developed at the university of Alberta to challenge a driver. And we're looking at a course that's designed within about 45 minutes to about an hour. So it's not outside of what current testing practices would look like. And in that testing protocol, now we have this gold standard course that somebody would use. And if we have an organization that has multiple locations across Canada, or even working with our Proud Providers Program, little plug, it's coming up later too, but the Proud Providers Program. Now we can say to a company, no matter what company you work with, they all follow the same scientific standards for road course development. So now that you know there's a consistency and standardization that can be across Canada to support an organization, knowing that they're getting the same type of road evaluation. Then we, then we provide their evaluators with a tablet. And with the tablet now, their responsibility is to mark errors real time as they see them on the road. Now, with the, with the swiping of the errors that they see while they're on the road, it's a very slight finger movement. So I hear people say, well, I don't want to distract the driver by writing notes on a piece of paper, so I don't write them. But we mm-hmm. say, all you have to do is just tap the screen and swipe, little tap, little swipe, mm-hmm. very easily concealed, not distracting the individual who's driving. Mm-hmm. And they mark the errors as they see them. So now you geotag on a map the entire course that they drove and where all the errors occurred. The evaluators now aren't responsible for grading every single error they see of its severity. So we take away from the evaluators the pressure that they're under of making this judgment call of saying, yes, this person's good, this person's bad. Now we provide them with scientific scoring to help the evaluators make this subjective opinion stronger. And they can say, with science, you know what? I thought they weren't a great driver and science showed they weren't as well. Or I thought they were a great driver and science showed they are as well. So we're able to actually see that on the score that they're able to now make a better risk decision. So it takes away that, that complete subjectivity of every road test that's being performed. We standardize the road testing practice. We mark errors as we see them on the road. Hopefully everything is marked that they see so that we get a really clear picture of the person's performance. The evaluator has less pressure on them now to have to make these subjective opinions that drive risk decisions for an organization. And now they have science to support them. And the consistency now is across Canada.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I
1: like how that works.
0: And now, by the way, you said across Canada, is this available in the States yet?
1: We are pushing to the States. That's where we're going next. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotta, yeah, I'm working on, I'm working on completing the program in Canada first and, and then I'm going to start pushing into the States. So, yeah, so. This is a Canadian only product currently, but soon to
0: be announced, maybe on this show, uh, no. that it ghost- goes, <laughs> <laughs> well, you we do out. have, you said you have an announcement and that's not the announcement uh, that I know you yet. have, but, uh, yeah. you know, I just wanted to know, cause I honestly didn't know if it
1: was available in the States or not. Yeah. It's we, so the, the announcement is, I'll do the announcement, right? So we have, uh, we've partnered with the TTSAO, Truck Training Schools Association of Ontario. In Ontario, we are working with them as the sole provider for the Accelerate program. So schools, now be put... Yeah. <laughs> I've been working with Philip Fletcher uh, on this project for a few months now. Uh, and we've started rolling out their schools to uh, have Accelerate available. And we've got really, really good coverage across Ontario now uh, with good. schools like Ontario Truck Driving School and Crossroads up in Ottawa, Alpine Truck Driving School in Scarborough. Uh, we're working with uh, KRTS in Caledonia. I'm going like, to plug everybody here, right? Zabcor. Sure. Uh, training school in um, Stevensville near yep. Niagara- yep. I don't what that was called. But, um, so we're, we're definitely, we're growing this program out and then we're looking at a couple more providers just to give us that complete coverage. But we've got the schools now, schools love the product. They're excited to be able to offer this out to organizations, yep. uh, and then partnering with a, uh, an association like the TTSCO obviously gives us great confidence in who we're working with, but we also do v- review and vet the schools that we work with on an, on an initial basis, but then on an ongoing basis as well. I'll say, cool. why did you,
0: um, part- Why did you need a partner as opposed to going direct to
1: the companies? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it takes, it takes a strong person to have a strong voice, I think. And Phil is that person. Um, I did a presentation about two years ago to, uh, it was a fleet council presentation I did a while back and like in everybody today on your show, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Phil was in attendance and the immediately he got it. Like he just Mm -hmm. understood and said, yep, the industry is lacking. In standardization and consistency when it comes to road testing practices. Sure. And he realized that our tool not only supports that standardization, but it also measures it and measures success as well as measures the performance of evaluators. So he's got he's got this plan and kind of thing that he's working on, I think, that is um evaluator certification programs. Mm-hmm. And our program kind of aligned in that same message. So working with Phil, aligning our our you know methodology, aligning our you know vision. Uh, key really is the key to how this started. So the, the confidence started with, with Phil and then working and meeting with the TTSAO schools, we've just met so many great people that it just kind of happened naturally that way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's just, well, yeah, sometimes not by design. Sometimes it's just by, by chance. Sometimes we're sure, bumping into each other, good luck or good fortune. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, I shouldn't say luck, but some of the reasons that. I can see, and I'm obviously an outsider is, uh, the trucking company doesn't have the expense now of sending a trainer, which we don't know whether they're competent or not, uh, to Mm -hmm. get accelerated train or I don't know what the terminology is, but obviously that evaluator has to be trained in the program and how to use it. And this is a much more efficient way of doing Mm -hmm. it by doing it through the schools.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we have clients who do it in house. They'll have their own mm-hmm. evaluators, but they'll also use schools in areas where maybe they don't have somebody that can do the evaluation. Yeah. So instead of spending one of their trained evaluators in house, four hours to do an evaluation mm-hmm. somewhere. If there's a school, they'll just contract the school now and they'll know yeah. they're getting the exact same quality and standard of evaluation under the Accelerate protocol that they would in house. Yeah, Exactly. Well, this
2: will well, really help those small carriers as well that don't have the resources to have an in-house trainer or evaluator, right? So this will kind of make this easier to go, hey, I'll partner up with one of the schools and have them do all my evaluations on all my drivers. Exactly.
1: And defensibility. Like, people may be saying, so what? Like, mm-hmm. why would I want to do an accelerated assessment? Why, do I, why would I want to even care to spend a few extra dollars on mm-hmm. this? And the answer is defensibility. Like when you ensure that you're doing everything possible to protect your organization. I've heard terms like bulletproof in the front door, mm-hmm. gatekeepers. Like mm-hmm. uh, it seems like the industry you have. You have. I hope I don't tick anybody off, but you, you have these people who are extremely safety focused, mm-hmm. and then you have people who are compliance focused,
0: and mm-hmm. there's
1: this big yes. gap between the two. Yep, and trying to. Wedge that gap, trying to shorten that gap a little bit for them and saying, accelerate now is easier than ever to, to get access. It's easier yeah. than ever. Four, if you wanted to do an accelerate program or even a one-off assessment with us, I'd say, okay, let me train your people. We're gonna do it in house for you. You're, it's gonna cost mm-hmm. about $6,000 to onboard and it's gonna take a month. Yeah, And it just didn't make sense. But now I yeah. can say to a company, you know what? You want to take that extra step forward. You want to put that opportunity there. So you can say, yes, mm-hmm. I need a third party. I yeah. use the scientific scoring system. I wasn't making yep. a subjective opinion based on my operational needs. I was making Great. a calculated, measured risk decision based on the evidence that was there mm-hmm. to hire this person. So if anything does happen, then they can protect themselves by showing that they've done uh, beyond compliance pieces, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Smaller companies. We've also now been able to support companies with one-off assessments. Like I said, if you've got A driver, after this presentation, you're going to have one of your, one of the companies that watches and they're going to say, I got a driver today who needs an evaluation. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Mm -hmm. got one. Everyone's thinking, oh yeah. Yeah. I got somebody who's cognitively impaired, I bet. Mm -hmm. And, or I got somebody whose skills just need to be measured and they can now send them to the schools.
0: And I was going to say the big one that I don't believe gets done often enough is post incident, post collision. Yes. Like, yes they need to be evaluated and by a third, by a third party is much better um, evidence or defense when it comes to court actions. And mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been that long ago, just a couple of months since a large Canadian carrier had a nuclear verdict mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. them. So, I mean, these things are here in Canada. And if you're not, trying to do the stuff to make you more defensible in court, you're missing mm-hmm. the boat. And right. this is exactly what I believe Accelerate the uh, program is doing.
2: Well, and I, and I think you touched on it, Chris. I think, I think it needs to be emphasized again in this in this area is age is not the main factor here. You know, so just because you got older guys doesn't mean they're your most cognitive impaired.
1: Yep. Yeah. We've seen some amazing scores from some of the older drivers that get evaluated in Mm -hmm. our system. But again, they're only scored against healthy cognition based on the same age range. Yep. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. Cool. And I want to tell you guys- What are we talking talking about
0: old guys for?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to pick on old guys. I'm going to tell two quick stories just to kind of put into perspective of what we're talking about with cognition here. Yeah. Sure. All right. So the first one, and the, both of them are stroke patient victims. The first one was a company contacted us for some support and they had a driver who had a number of performance issues in a row. So they evaluated the driver and the driver, uh, scored high risk on our cognitive assessment. They scored amazing on the road test though, by the way, amazing. They had an amazing road test, but when we went back and reviewed the cognitive score, We identified that the person could not recreate a single one of our short-term memory shapes. So this was then reported to the company who then reported to the driver, the driver went back to their doctor, and then it was identified that they actually suffered a stroke and lost all of their short-term memory. Oh, wow. Right. The spouse came forward afterwards and said, "Uh, you know, thank you so much. We knew something was going on. They didn't realize what happened. So now this individual is getting the care and treatment to help them with quality of life to support them through this but they're no longer driving it's mm-hmm. one of those situations it's about one percent of the population are identified as not able to drive now we're not dictating that we're not determining that but uh, there is about one percent of the population let me show you the other side of it okay one of our clients had a driver coming back to work after two years of being off after a stroke they went through all the medical care and treatment they were supposed to their doctor signed off on the return the specialists were t- signed off on the return but the company and to no fault to them were concerned about returning the person back to work. You can understand that, right? Mm-hmm. They said, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know because they just didn't know if they were actually fit to return. So they did cognitive assessment with us and the on-road. onroads. So they did the full accelerate. Mm-hmm. The on-road showed some performance issues, but the, um, the in office cognitive assessment, what it ended up showing was that they were low risk. So it ended up giving the company the confidence to put this person back to work with some strong mm-hmm. training. Sure. and By the time we got through training with this person, based on the evidence that was found, what they were able to do is get them back to work. They're grateful to be back to work and they're a great producer for the organization. And they said, awesome. they don't know if they would have be able to make that, co- that decision with that confidence to be able to put that person back on the road without the accelerated program supporting it. So helping people get back on the road, because this person probably still would be out of work if it wasn't for it. Yeah program and it's not the company's fault, but that no. stigma was there. And this this program helped get past that stigma. You got to protect yourself, right? You got to protect yourself. You got to
2: protect
0: your company. And you also have to protect the individual. Right. I mean that's the role of every safety person mm-hmm. is protection. Yeah. You know, yeah. first and foremost our employees and our drivers and all of everybody who works for the company. And just as important is the other road users. Um, you know, we've, that's the role. And I think accelerate in that story gives the company so much more confidence, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to put the driver back to work and God forbid, should something ever happen, uh, an incident happen with that driver. Now the company's got something to say, Hey, we did everything that we should have done. Plus, uh, we went above and beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, what else can Accelerate do, or is, is that it in a nutshell? Did we hit everything that you wanted to talk about today, Chris?
1: Uh, I just want, well, I'll, I'll save the sales pitch on Accelerate for anybody who reaches out. But <laughs> the, the main focus today was I wanted to make sure that people understood that the Truck Training Schools Association of Ontario, a yeah. uh, great, great group of schools that we're working with, uh, they all are trained and onboarded and vetted, and then we do on, ongoing uh, monitoring and performance review of the evaluators part of the program. There's the standardization across Ontario now, if companies are interested or, or do have a driver that they want uh, to be evaluated, uh, they can reach out They can reach out to Imperica and we'll provide them with the school's names. We're going to have it up on our website eventually of all the schools that we're working with, cool. um, and then we're expanding this across Canada. So we've got somebody in Winnipeg already. I'm building out in Calgary, Edmonton, major city. We're going to be in the major cities across sure, Canada. Sure. Uh, probably by right the end of the year. Are you,
2: are you also looking to use the truck training schools in other provinces as well?
1: Well, exactly. So we are, that, that's exactly it. Like we're building off the same model and getting truck training oh. schools just because of the quality uh, sure. that we see with them. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. The quality, consistency. The knowledge, expertise, like that's all built into this this decision to work with truck training schools. Yep. Uh, Plus, plus especially with the road component, the vehicles, the accessibility of vehicles and stuff like that too. Right. Good. So good.
0: good. I will have your, your contact info in the show notes down below. I'll also have a link to uh, TTSAO. So you can check out their locations to find a school near you Mm. or, you know, near our listener and our viewer so that they can use the Accelerate program. And of course. Chris, if you'd provide me with a link to your company's website that would show the other locations in the other provinces, especially as you keep adding uh, more schools to this uh, mm-hmm. program. And if you're a school and you want to be part of the program, I would suggest mm-hmm. you reach out to mm-hmm. Chris to see if you're qualified.
1: Yeah. Okay, my sales guys now, thanks. <laughs> well, and I was going to say,
2: you know, if you've got the resources in house to, to manage a program like this yourself, it can be done. You don't have to go through a school. Uh, oh, right. But, you know, if you're a large organization, then uh, I recommend you definitely look up Chris and uh, and have a, a better understanding of how this can help your organization.
0: Uh, Chris, thanks so yeah. much for coming on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. John and I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, my friend.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much.
0: Chris Wilkinson from Empirica using the Trucking Risk and Insurance podcast to announce that TTSAO and their affiliated schools are now offering the Accelerate Cognitive Road Testing Program. All right, that's it for this week. John and I appreciate your attention so much. Please leave us a comment. What do you think about cognitive testing, the road test that uh, Chris Wilkinson described? Leave me a comment down below. Appreciate you all very much. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Safety dogs out.